Good morning and welcome to our discussion for the day. This is the last word and uh, welcome to a time of fellowship, a time of discussion, a time that we can enjoy our time together. I'm going to take this time to spend some time talking to you about issues and things of the day that we can uh, develop ourselves in, that we can understand some things that are happening. We can develop how these things will bless us and strengthen us. I'm going to be dealing with issues that not only deal with where we are in the body of Christ, but where we are in the world itself. So today I want to focus on three things I think that are very important to the discussion today. I'm going to present these as, as local things that I'll present over and over again to where we are in terms of this discussion in the last days. Um, I call this the last word because it is my perspective on what I will say as the last word on issues and things that are developing to the day. So let's dive right into the three areas of discussion. I don't have much time. I want to talk about our faith, our family, and our finances. Wow, what a tremendous time. Our faith, our belief system, what we believe, why we believe it, how we relate that in terms of where we are in the body of Christ and how we develop that to a realistic point of understanding. That means that as we develop our faith discussion, we develop our faith discussion by talking about our salvation, where we are. We cannot discuss anybody else's salvation. We can only talk about our salvation. What does that mean? Well, for let's talk about how the Bible presents that for us in a Christian perspective. Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 12. Go there with me. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Amazing. In this present age, we can live godly among people without trying to make them be as godly as we want to live. We're only responsible for ourselves and how we develop ourselves in terms of our relationship with God. We're really not responsible for anybody else, but we're responsible to work out our own soul salvation. In light of that, we, we see various things that are helping us to work that out in terms of the key area of our faith. Our faith, our development, our doctrine particularly, is defined as the anchor of our foundational belief system. The core of the apostolic message has simply and always been the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That Jesus came to die that we might live is the core of the gospel. And the church has a responsibility to spread this message of Jesus Christ to the world. It is a kingdom message, one that relates to a kingdom that is to come and basically a kingdom that's already here right now within us. What we have ingested and committed to practice as the tenements of our faith, that is what we need to develop. I'm convinced that we really have not been preserving the core of our belief system, my perspective. And I think that we definitely need to distinguish our doctrinal positions today. What we really believe is stop trying to make a soup kitchen or a menu kitchen of where we are in the body of Christ. Most of us are only pulling at doctrines and styles that will bring people entertainment 
and not necessarily sanctification. We're preserving the plurality of the faith. Everybody wants a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a dash of this, a dash of that. We're so we're preserving the we're not really preserving the purity of this faith, but the plurality of the faith. Most of us don't even know one positional truth from another. We simply call unity today what we can find in common with each other and ignore what we don't. We can agree on, we can agree without being disagreeable. <laughs> Sometimes I sum it up by saying, will the real church stand up? But I think it's at the core of our issue is the family. When Nikita Khrushchev, who was in Prime Minister of Russia, visit this country back in the 60s when President John F. Kennedy was president, one of the things he said about this country and his comment that he visited was, the core of this country was the family. Destroy the family, you can destroy the country. Now, I'm not even talking about from a biblical standpoint as much as the core of the development of who we are as a people and begin to understand where we are and how we relate to that relationship of who we are. We've got to get back to the point of what family really is all about. The family has been established as a symbol of the Godhead, uh, the organizational structure of the church and the unity of life. Many of the ills in our society have been traced to the fact that too many, too many men have abandoned their roles as leaders and providers in the home, leaving a generation of fatherless children. Many women have opted for careers instead of motherhood, abandoning the bond of mother and child. And many children have lost respect because there are no family classes in the home, no communication or education from within, only what they can receive externally. They spend too much time alone and not enough family time. Our family of faith is at the heart of the issue here. We got to make it a declarative statement like Joshua and Israel made to the Israelites. I can't live for you. You can't live for me. I can't define your worldview. You can't define mine. But here's what Joshua said. I think it's very important. He pointed this out. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. That becomes a definitive statement. And I think the statement that's important to where we are, Joshua 24 and 15, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Overall, I think that as we talk about where we are in developing in the body of Christ, we get to the last step, finances. Talked about our faith, talked about um, the construction or deconstruction of the family. And now let's talk about finances. We spend so much time talking about obtaining finances that we haven't worked on the other side of what we're going to do when we get it, how we're going to develop it, what we're going to do with it. Well, the Bible has a perspective of what we need to do when we get our finances. Here's what the Lord told Israel when you get on the other side. So I'm going to take you to a land that's full of milk and honey. I'm going to take you to a land that's going to be very prosperous, but I don't want you to forget. Remember the Lord your God, for it's he that's given you the ability to produce wealth. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. 
is a caution that when you get to where you want to get, don't forget who brought you there. And I think that's a key point to where we are in developing our faith, developing our relationship, not to forget God, not to forget who he is and what he's done. There's a very interesting quote in a old New Testament document that's called the teaching of the 12 or the Didache. One of the statements in the Didache about finances or wealth goes like this. What we possess and display is a badge of pride. Do not be one, and I quote, who holds his hand out to take, but shuts it when it comes to giving. <laughs> That's a statement from the Didache. If your labor has brought you earnings, pay a ransom for your sins. Do not hesitate to give and do not give with a bad grace, for you will discover who he is that pays you back reward with good grace. Do not turn your back on the needy, but share everything with your brother and call nothing your own. For if you have what is eternal in common, how much more should you have what is material in common? Here's what I want to conclude on that. Finances are not a symbol of Christianity. It is a virtue. Wealth is not to be desired, but distributed. The dynamics of our Christian life is never made as clear as when we evaluate what and who we are in relationship with God. Not who we are in fellowship with our wealth, our finances, a lot of times are being redirected because we forgot who gave them to us, who provided us, who's given us the strength. So we must get back to the point that we understand who we are and where we are in this relationship in the body of Christ. This has been the last word.